This is the Warriors Community Podcast. We inspire, equip, and empower others. We inspire by sharing our stories, our personal experiences, by asking questions and answering questions for other people. We equip by sharing our resources. What books have you read? Podcasts have you listened to? Even movies that you've watched? What tools have worked for you or haven't worked for you and why? We empower by walking through healing journeys with each other and just walking through life in general. We hope that by listening to this podcast, you feel inspired, equipped, or empowered. Now, not every podcast series is applicable to you, and we know that. But we hope that you are able to take something away from each podcast and hope that there is a series that really does speak to you and that you relate with personally at some point. We are in the Enough series right now, but we are planning more series to come out with to inspire, equip, and empower. Enjoy the podcast. Before we begin today's conversation, I do want to make a brief disclaimer. Not all of the views, beliefs, and core values expressed by guests on this podcast necessarily reflect the views, beliefs, and core values of myself or the Warriors community. However, we at the Warriors community do believe that everyone has a right to speak up, to speak out, and to share their story. And with their story will come what they believe, what they think, and what they feel. So I hope you enjoy today's podcast. I hope that you walk away feeling challenged or feeling inspired, equipped, and empowered. If you enjoyed last week's podcast with Amanda and Richie, you are definitely going to enjoy today's podcast This is part two of Amanda and Richie's story. Last week, we heard about how they met. We heard about some of the challenges that they faced in their dating life. And we were just getting into the good stuff in their marriage when we decided to end the podcast and do a part two. Today, we will hear about all of the obstacles they face in their marriage and how their marriage turned around once they left this organization that we are exposing. Their story is powerful, and I cannot wait for you to hear the rest of their story. Amanda, what what was keeping you with Richie? If he was bucking the system, being resistant to behaving accordingly and believing, you know, doing the same song and dance he was supposed to, what made you stay with him? I think for me, it just goes back to, I always thought that the leaders and I and the whole group could think differently and walk away respecting each other's thoughts and opinions, even though you didn't agree with it. Because it got to a point in our marriage where I stopped trying to get him to go, trying to just anything. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. And for the life of me, I couldn't tell you why, other than I'm a really big believer in free will. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and that was that so was, scary too. Yeah. There was one point in my relationship, where, uh, in our relationship, where I was like, she's going to leave me. <laughs> like, <Right>? that was <laughs> it. She backed off. And I was like, so I could do this still. Uh, 
Yeah. Wow. I stopped hounding him. I was like, nothing they had told me is working. And actually, when I get alone with the Lord and talk to him about it, it's so different. Mm. I get a totally different response. And what I do work from our relationship, you know, and I just remember, I remember even trying to tell them, I was like, you know what? God told me to duck. I think I told you that he told me to get out of the way of you're getting in, you're literally putting yourself between him and I get out of the way. I need you to duck. You're taking hits that aren't meant for you. And I can handle them. And you weren't created to handle this. And I didn't see it as they were putting me in that position. I just thought, oh man, they're messing up again. (laughs) And that did so much. Just accepting him as for me, accepting him on all areas did so much for us for me anyway for my mindset towards him for my love for him and myself which is so biblical funny (laughs) from from the the woman who was so messed up and made all these horrible decisions you were actually really trying to seek the lord and do what what was right and so it's a testimony to god does use broken people we can, the three of us can honestly sit here and say at the time we were so broken. Yeah. We, we all seemed to possess this willingness and this openness to get it right for you. I really admire that. Well, for both of you, I admire that because you both had to come to a point where you accepted each other. You're in a position, Amanda, where it's really, your arm is twisted until you say uncle to bring somebody else in and put them under the the leadership there and have them submit themselves. But, but really when you just love someone and all you're using is your connection, it is fascinating what naturally happens that you don't have to work for. And I feel like you both experienced that. (laughs) What was your view of Richie or anyone outside of this organization because everyone walked and talked behaved the same everything was we we are one unit when you looked at other believers or richie or other people who didn't necessarily have the same mindset or belief system what did you think about that (laughs) i did not take that stuff as seriously as the people in the organization and they knew that and they would make fun of me because I would, they would tell me all these horrible, awful things about these people in the organization. And I would do my hand in the circle motion like, oh, okay, that's not a big deal. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't take their sin that seriously because I know like, yeah, God took my sin seriously enough to die on the cross, but it stopped there. Mm-hmm. You know, he took other things more seriously. And I just thought, man, like I would always look at people and think, I wonder what got them there. Like I would always tell them when they would refer to me as a stripper, like, you know, I didn't just wake up one day and decide to start sending titty pics <laughs> and decide, yeah, I definitely want to defile myself and explain this later on. Right. <laughs> you know, I was like, it takes a really deep hurt to get to that point. And they just left that part out. Yeah. They didn't even talk about it. It was all about this horrible behavior. And I, for, I just, didn't agree with that because I knew Jesus took like I really related heavily I even told him if there's anybody I relate to in the Bible the most it is the woman at the well who's called or the woman who was called out who was dragged out of the whatever with the man and she was actually sleeping with five men Jesus didn't drag her out Jesus didn't go in heavy-handed and he had every right to mm-hmm. he was a had every right to looking at that and I just thought I'm not gonna do that like that clearly does not work (laughs) 
yeah. and y'all can do that all day long and I'm going to be over here. <laughs> and so we just had that understanding of like, look, I love Jesus so much. And yeah, I remember telling him there are things that, you know, you chew the meat and spit out the bones. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a big thing that for was a, a long huge time. thing. And that's what kept you in there. You just thought, oh, this is kind of unhealthy. I'm going to chew the meat, spit the bones. And then I really thought at one point, you know, I could be a helper. I don't want to say converting that, but in just showing that side of Jesus of showing this really relational side that really doesn't care that you smoke, that cares about you as a person that cares. If he cared about you smoking, it's because it's a health thing. And he wants you here on earth till you're 70, 80, 90. Yep. For his glory, you know, for no other reason, in my opinion. <laughs> no, I completely agree. I've had those conversations with my husband as well, because it, it's interesting. Every single guy that was the most abusive was spirit-filled and in ministry to some degree, and they were the most unhealthy, abusive Jekyll and Hyde. Yes. My husband grew up Assembly of God, so he grew up in a very charismatic setting. So he's like Richie, that's not an uncomfortable environment for him to be in. He knows that and understands that, but yet he doesn't speak in tongues Mm. and I don't need him to. I care so much more about who he is as a person. I care about his character and I care about how he treats other people and that he really does love the Lord. And that makes little things like smoking, not a big deal. I mean, is it a health thing sure but at the end of the day I'm like that's between you and Jesus and I'm not gonna mess with that and I don't think that says something about your character and your heart it could if it was a really unhealthy thing but if if it was a really bad addictive habit that was in the way of your relationship with God I think if you're really pursuing God at some point, you will discover that and you will say, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to make this change because I don't want there to be distance between me and the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I even took it a little further and that's the whole free will thing is like, I looked at it like, no, that's the whole reason Jesus died on the cross. So there wouldn't be that barrier, no matter what you brought to the table, period. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when they were saying, oh, there's a barrier, I was like, what? What was the point of him dying then? Where are you at? You know, how can you take these beliefs and these behaviors and make them so much more important than him dying on the cross? It just, it felt like such a trap. And I just, I could never, that was something I never, ever submitted to, not one time. So if we fast forward, you two are married and you're still in this organization, Amanda was there ever a breaking point in your marriage where one of you thought, oh my gosh, this organization is so in the way. We, I don't know if we're going to make it or I want to divorce. Did you ever hit that point? Either one of you? For me, I did. Um, it was a lot of influence on their part. And they just kept telling me that he was never going to change if he never, if he didn't submit, if he didn't come in every single day, every single time the doors were open, serving right alongside you, bringing your, at the time we only had um, our daughter. And so if we didn't, if we weren't that couple, the same way the sidekick and her um, family 
mm-hmm. family seemingly was because when she was yelling that to me in this big group setting, I said, where is your husband? Me to bring my husband in, where is yours? And I was just from that, that was my character there. I was known for not taking it, not even publicly, even if it was super embarrassing. I was like, you know, this, this is where I'm at with the Lord. And I don't care if you back me up here because I know that he does. Yeah. And I remember even at one point when (laughs) I remember in the apartment days, I would get so irate, so mad. I would throw things, not purposely at him, but I would just throw things. Like I've had no, I had no way of controlling my anger. I never had anger released in that manner ever before. And I also wasn't numbing it though, but I also wasn't dealing with what was behind that. So I was throwing things. I was cutting in front of him. In the spirit, of course. For sure. (laughs) He was like, you are not okay. And I was like, you're not okay. (laughs) I'm like, you're right. (laughs) You know, and there's just a lot of times where we were forced. It felt like we were forced to fight face to face and not back to back. There was one night I was just bawling my eyes out to the Lord because they were like, you need to leave. I don't even ever told you that either. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. And so sorry. I just, I forgot about it, but they were very adamant about me leaving and getting out. Um, oh, trying to use my miscarriages against their relationship and saying, that's why you keep miscarriaging because y'all don't bring life to the table as a couple. Y'all can't oh. because he's not submitting to life, to this life. And that it was so twisted. So they're and trying to break up marriage. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh my goodness. And I hit this break. He worked nights at this point. And I hit this point all by myself. And our daughter was sleeping there. And I just thought, I refuse to divorce him. I refuse to be like my mother, my father. And I love them, but I just I refuse to carry that into her, you know, and breathe that again. And so God was like, he, like he's just not verbally or like, you know, out loud or anything, but I just, I, I, he said, get the oil and start anointing things. What the heck does that even mean? (laughs) Like, and I remember going into a word study and what is anointing? What does that do? What's like, what kind of oil do you use? Does that matter? (laughs) You know, it's the best time with the Lord though, when you get a word that you're like, wait, what does that mean? Or hold on, that's out of my character. So it must be the Lord. Oh yeah. And at that point I was either crazy for talking to a wall or <laughs> this was the Lord. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, you know, I'd rather believe it was him and we'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just started anointing. I started doing little crosses with oil on my finger over every entrance, every doorway, even the router, the computer, the, oh, the, yeah. the computer router. <laughs> Why the I router? Had to, I had to reset it. I was like, what is this? <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh. Oh my. So you yeah. had a moment where you, you and that, had that was this. another moment. He was like, duck girl, get out of the way. Wow. Get out of the way and then anoint this. And looking back, that was also a huge turning point for us because I was like, for, for me, I would explain it like, and I do explain it to people. Our relationship was like a rubber band about to snap and it was being stretched from them from this organization and the people in it and everybody was on one side stretching it this way and I was in the middle trying to figure out which way I want to pull well and he had no idea there was even a thing <laughs> he was like uh like girl I'll let you go here like I'm not telling you to come out of it I'm I, you do you you know and he was just very kind about that and for me 
that was a huge character that kept me mm. and started when 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 the lord was like hey anoint your house the thing about a rubber band is when you put oil on it it doesn't snap you can stretch it as far as you want and it doesn't snap and i didn't know that at the time but later on i heard i had read this or heard this from some book i just cried i, I have chills thinking about it right now because i just i cried and i let him know about it i was like oh my gosh so that was me anointing the house that was me doing little crosses everywhere um <laughs> wasn't a demon yeah <laughs> you know, what's funny is it's like as soon as i saw it i knew exactly what it was yeah because when i was you know how old i was i think i was 14 we we had the this family that we were like really close with and oh, they yeah. moved into this new house and and the dad was like all right and he got all the all the kids together and he's like all right everybody everybody dip your finger in the oil we're gonna go around the house and we're anointing the house and so you go around the house i'm 14 I'm yeah like, this is fun finger painting <laughs> and so and he's like but this is how you gotta do it in the name of jesus and then you yeah just swipe the window and door frames and all that stuff and so i was like okay i i understood what it was i was like but what are we guarding here yeah. <laughs> i just kept getting no more strife I'd heard it. Our pastor had said it one Sunday and I was like, that is such a good word. Just in general, like not like biblical. It's a good word. If you look at the definition and all the things behind it, it's just, I don't want strife anymore in my marriage. I don't. And I I really want it out. And he was like, you're going to have to deck then. Stay like here with me and I'll be here with him. And I'm doing things that you don't even know about when you think he's just looking at his computer screen I'm talking to him I'm going and he later confirmed that to me he was like oh my gosh this one happening and I was just like oh my gosh and then I went back and told this organization this amazing thing that had happened in our marriage and they were like oh we told you to do that we like they tried to own it and I was just like I'm so tired but I just went with it I was like oh yeah (laughs) you know well and that brings me to I know we need to close I could talk all day so I'll try to wrap this up but two things before we close. And one of them is to your point, Amanda, they really try to be the voice of God and write God's name on so much of what they say and do and take the credit for good things that happen in your life and anything bad that happens in your life. Well, it's because you rebelled and went against us and you need deliverance. We've all had conversations offline about how difficult it was and sometimes still is to trust ourselves that we hear Holy Spirit and that we are making the right decision. I, to this day, really struggle with that. And I have to dig my heels in and really advocate for myself and use my voice at sometimes because if, if I'm not careful, I will talk myself out of, well, Liza, of course you didn't hear. And so-and-so is going to know better than you. So I love for y'all's marriage, it took you hearing Holy Spirit for yourself, you taking action and faith in response to what you heard. And that's the thing that really sparked a fire in you and made you go, no, I will not divorce this man. So it speaks volumes to, I think some people who have been in this organization or Maybe they're involved in, in a, an organization similar where the leader is the voice of God. Yeah. So I would even just say advice to listeners is you, you have got to practice hearing Holy Spirit 
for yourself. And that's going to look different for everyone. Like you just said, the Lord was speaking to Richie playing video games. For me, I journal and I write questions that I have for the Lord. And then I write the response that I feel in my spirit. And there's something about once it's written, that answer, sometimes I'm like, oh, no, that was totally me. Like, <laughs> But sometimes I'm going, oh, whoa, okay, that was the Lord. And then something is settled inside of me. So I would challenge people to do what Amanda did. So then my second question would be to Richie, what made you I know. <laughs> take it so easy on Amanda? And, I'll, and you're not going to this organization, but you're letting her. How did you make that decision in your marriage? From day one, I always saw an innocence in my wife. And I told her all the time. And she's like, I've been through like just crap. And it's just, just all this mess and just gunk and all this stuff. I was like, yeah, but I don't, I don't see that. Nah. It was me pure. It was, it was, but it wasn't. Everybody in there was calling me pure ever. But wow. it, and it wasn't like I thought she was blameless. That's not what I, that's not, yeah, that's not what I saw. It was pure love. That's the best way I would describe it. It was like the, all the complicated, when you boiled everything down, you got everything out of the way. And when she was by herself, able to be herself, she was good. <laughs> and it was like, and I, I lived for those moments because it helped. It helped me see the relationship I had with Jesus and everything else was, it, it just, everything pointed back to God at the end of the day. And if it didn't, that's when I knew things were off course. But if we could reconcile at the end of the day that Jesus is still driving, you yeah. know, it was like, I'm in it. We would fight every night. Yeah. Wow. And to the point where we were fighting once a week. Oh yeah. And then once we were like hitting milestones when we go a month <laughs> it was amazing oh. and we'd recognize it and we were like oh my gosh we're so great <laughs> now it's like it's been years and it just keeps getting further and further apart and our communication just keeps getting better yeah, 10 years this year wow so you saw who amanda really was oh yeah yeah it was it was the thing i i held on to that was the part it wasn't the backbiting rebel spirit that we were keeping on the outside that, that, that's our defense the the mask if you will on the inside we were that was our that was our tie mm -hmm. it was childlike innocence that we were like okay we've been through a lot we had to grow up really fast we got hit with probably adult problems real early we've had to make decisions that um that grown people fail to make at a very, very young age and we're just trying to, you know, it's like, I'm, I get to points now where it's like, I want to go buy GI Joe's because it's like, I didn't get that. You know? <laughs> and I have, I have points where it's like, yeah, man, I played with GI Joe's my whole childhood, but it was like, I was always clinging to the things that made me grow up faster. And, <laughs> and that was, that was a thing that we had. And for the longest time, that was our route because there was nothing that was coming in and helping us get past that. And if anything, they were using that to kind of pin her against me because we were wanting the same things and I wasn't going about it the same way they were trying to make her. And then our natural bond kind of pulled us into that direction where it's like, okay, enough's enough. We're just, we're going to shake off everything. We're going to face inward to each other and Jesus. 
and the three of us are going to have a sit down in the middle yeah. of our house and we're not coming out of it until it's done and we backed away from everything it was so good for us to be able to fight on our own and it wasn't like we just walked out of it and everything was sunshine and rainbows no, no we, we had to, we had to learn how to have the conversations we had already had but healthy and it, things actually got worse oh it was we, awful but we for me i won't speak for you but for me i just thought i i refuse to call these people back into my life right now no. i refuse and I remember that being a real power struggle for me personally when just three years ago when everything hit the fan and I thought, I refuse and I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna connect with him no matter what that looks like. And I know God will honor it for me. <laughs> I was the same because I had been trying, I had been trying to belong to this, well, this organization because I was like, I need, I need to get this right so that her and I don't have any more issues. Yeah. And it was oh, wow. like so that was the fix all oh yeah like they, their their rule was gonna save us it, it came to a point where out, outside of the people that i was following and and that mindset caused a rift between some of the relationships that i had with other men in the, in the organization and and it was purely because of the mindset not because of anything anything else and mm -hmm because of the performance that you have to have and yeah all the while everybody's dealing with their own stuff that's not actually being addressed yes yeah. it's, it's like okay you gotta die to yourself but do it on a mission field and hand out this yeah <laughs> yep and we're all just sneaking around <laughs> with all of our own stuff and i i just love well i love a lot of things about your marriage Amanda, you've brought up this point in so many conversations. A lot of the marriages that have made it, that did not end in divorce, those marriages are still very much, well, they were made in that organization. They were set up by the leader. And that couple is still very much under their submission. So therefore, they're successful because they're a part of the we behave this way, we think this way, we live our lives this way. Pause. I know, I know you were so into that episode and I know you hate ads just like I usually do. But I wanna take a second and tell you about the Warriors Apparel. Why Warriors Apparel? Well, it's to remind yourself who you are, a warrior. If you would like your own warrior shirt, you can go to the Warriors Instagram, click on the link tree located in the bio, and you will find right at the top, remind yourself who you are apparel. You can choose from a hoodie, crew neck, unisex t-shirt, or a v-neck t-shirt. They come in two different colors and all the sizes. Go to the link in the bio on Instagram to purchase yours today. Now back to your favorite podcast. For most couples, unfortunately, who were made in that organization and then left it, or they were like you, they started dating and that was not blessed by the leader. Those, a lot of them have ended in divorce. Mm -hmm. So you two are really quite the miracle. I was trying to think before we started this podcast, I was really trying to think of couples who are still together and not under their authority. And I cannot think of any. Mm -mm. <laughs> You're both shaking your heads. No, 
Oh, I've really thought about it. Yeah. yeah. I just remember asking the leader, like, hey, what happens to the couples? Like, are there couples who have left and gone on to do whatever, but maybe they're, and I told her, maybe they're not in ministry. Where are they at? Like, are they okay? Are they, and I just tried to get a read of it. And she was like, well, they don't leave. Well, no, they don't leave together. And I just thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> like they know what they're doing and it's on purpose. Yeah. It was so weird. And I remember her even saying, because I would ask that question. I think I asked it differently. They'd take credit for, well, their marriage fell apart. Oh, yeah. They left. And so you're sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I have to stay. And, and I remember that was a point of tension with myself and my ex-fiance because I wanted to move and we were having conversations while we were engaged. And I'm like, I'm going to move back to the Dallas area. These are my dreams. These are my goals. And I don't believe I'm going to achieve those things in this town. And he didn't want to leave because he's from this town and he has all his connections and he feels important as a leader. And, and so that was a real struggle for us. And and that was part of me going, I don't think I can marry him because my life will be this forever. And here we are a decade later and he is, he's the same, same job, same position, except for his, from my understanding, his addictions to porn and sex and his behavior has worsened significantly over the years. I'm just so thankful that I, I thought about that, but for the longest time, I was convinced if I don't marry him or if I, if I marry him and then I take us out of this ministry, our marriage will fail. And, And that's so sad. And I love with your story, I'll say this and I'll get your closing thoughts, but What I hear from both of you is that you saw each other for whom the other person really was, as God intended us to. And no, none of us here were saints. We we were no angels by any means. I mean, I think we've all spoken pretty freely about who we were and our brokenness and the lifestyles we were hiding while we were performing well in front of this organization. But there's something to be said about having a will to fight and stay connected and love that person no matter what. I I think every day, even in the worst fights that I've had with my husband, when I have been the most angry and Mm -hmm. where my feelings are so hurt and I don't even want to look at him, is something so deep in my spirit Like I am full of gratitude for my husband every day. And there are times I just think about that cleaning the house, how thankful I am for this gift that I do get emotional still several years into knowing this man. And I'm like, wow, I could, I I could never imagine not being connected to him. I love him so much. I will do whatever it takes to keep connection. And I hear that in your story over and over again. I love it. If you had any advice for someone who, whose marriage isn't going well, who feels stuck, who may be on the edge of divorce, 
what would you, what advice would you give or tools would you suggest? I, I have, I have an idea of how I want to say that, but it's, it's, you can't go into resolving issues thinking that you got to clean yourself up first before you can have a conversation about you. Mm. Like you can't do that. It's impossible. It's like brushing your teeth before going to the dentist or washing your hands before you do dishes. Mm. You're still going to be found in the muck and the yuck. And it's so don't waste your time trying to clean up stuff when you can just work on it together. There's no reason it, it's, it's wasted effort. And the other person's probably doing that too, because they're trying to, they're trying to match that. And then it's, well, okay, how can I put on my best son, uh, my Sunday best to have a conversation with you about, I don't like that. You don't wake up to your alarm in the morning. <laughs> like, oh, that is a daily <laughs> argument in our household. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's always the little thing. Always. Yeah. And, and that was, and that was the thing. It was coming out of dealing with that mindset in the organization to where what we deal with now, it's like, there are little things and the little things usually end up being the big things and the big things are never anything because you're used to solving big problems all, all the time. They're the things you're most scared of. It's the little ones that beat you because you're not looking. You just have to look at it and say, Hey, She's got that little thing too. Let's work together. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't wake up to alarms, but I'm a morning person. She wakes up to alarms, not a morning person. <laughs> 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 That's so funny. That is, that, that is something that my husband is, is so nicely angry about. I am a multiple alarm person. He is a no alarm person. He just wakes up and he's ready to go. And I'm like, hold, please. I need three alarms <laughs> and then coffee. And and I know it drives him insane. He's <laughs> Amanda, what would you say? Oh my goodness. I would say, look at the people around you. Because this is what I had initially done and really decided, you know, who stays and who goes in our house, mm. you know, in our friendships and our lives. And I thought, you know, the easiest way for me to differentiate who is for us and who is against us are the people pointing us back to Jesus and the people who are pointing at the door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and I thought, you know, even at that time, all the things Jesus would never look at him and say, Hey, you play way too many games. I gotta go. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? He would yeah. meet you in that game, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. I've, I've watched him do it. I've He met me in my muck. Why wouldn't he do that for him? But that's something that I have personally changed in relationships around me and gone to apologize for when I wasn't that way. When I wasn't saying, hey, you're forgetting about this third person in your marriage and it's not the leader, it's God. Yeah. And you're forgetting that he is the whole line in the braid holding both of you together. You're forgetting about his anointing. It's not yours. You don't have to upkeep it or maintain it. You're forgetting that it is all about relationship. It is about coming to the table and, and being relatable and being, being vulnerable. I remember that was probably one of the hardest things for me was to look at him and think, this is going to hurt when I say this, this is going to hurt him. And I remember the first time caring that it would hurt him when I said it. And I just thought, man, I hope it's like that for him. And I can see that it was when it was reciprocated, when we started, again, fighting back to back instead of face to face. Yeah. And I saw the 10,000 fall at our side instead of the one that I kept going back and forth with being him. It was no, when we fight together like this, they're gone. Biblical. Yep. 
We haven't yeah. lost yet. That's no. Winning things that it doesn't make sense. You sh we should not have won. <laughs> you know? Mm. <laughs> Are there any books or podcasts or even songs that you've read or listened to that really helped you to connect as a team or or just changed your marriage? For me, it was definitely the um, the body keeps the score was a really big eye opener for me. Just looking looking at him through the lens of not everything is demonic because every everything was demonic. Everything was. Um, he doesn't have PTSD. He has demons. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have. You know, you don't. You're not cutting. You have a cutting demon, and that's why it's so dramatic around him because it incites that fight or flight in him. But that's not really fight or flight. That's a demon named fight and flight. Oh my! And we were sitting in those conversations, and then when everything, when we took everything down and rebuilt our house together, that was something I would go to him and be like, "Oh my gosh, you have!" Because I listened to it. You have to listen to this part. This, and we just kind of did a whole self discovery of each other together. And it was like instead of looking at him always and seeing him as the problem always, I was like, "I'm the problem here." <laughs> Oh no! I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I would have to go and tell him that, and he was like, "I tried to tell you that years ago." You were like, and "I was like, I know. I'm so sorry." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was eating dirt with my husband, you know, figuring out what I was right on, what I wasn't right on, what I was really twisted around about, and and just together what that would look like in the future for our kids and what we wanted to present to our kids. That's so, so good. That's a in huge book. The Body Keeps the Score is a book I put, I've been putting this whole time in the show description. It is an outstanding book for you to understand PTSD, stress, anxiety, any mental illness, or any anything you, if you're sick, yes. and it's a great book for you to read and understand your body and your brain. If you go to the show description, you will find an affiliate link. And it'll take you directly to the book if you want to buy it. I highly recommend um, you that affiliate link will also take you to an option for Audible if you prefer that. So yeah, it, it's a it's a game changer for sure. Thank you both so much for doing this, Richie. Thank you for being the first man on our podcast. That's mm -hmm. amazing. <laughs> and we'll see you all next week.